The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With your host, Dave Hondell. Hi everyone, welcome to a Zoom edition of The Stage Door Show tonight. This is Dave Hondell, and tonight I have two amazing artists with me. From Kansas City, Kansas, we have pop R&B singer and songwriter Deja Kane. Hey Deja, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing good. And from Los Angeles by way of Miami, Florida, please welcome Latin and pop singer-songwriter Sienna. <laughs> Absolutely. And Deja, I want to start with you. Uh, Deja, your sound has a real infused kind of vibe. You know, I hear pop and R&B, but I also catch some hip hop beats in there as well. So talk about your sound and what inspires that. Um, so this first um, EP I worked on, I actually was still like discovering like what I wanted to do and um, just kind of giving them like artists that I look up to and um, how I kind of want to incorporate that with my music. And so since I was still figuring out my sound, that's why we did so many different genres. You know, I wanted to do R&B and I love like the pop EDM music. So I was like, hey, you know, like turn the music up. like let's throw that in there and then um i think i just still was kind of figuring out what i really wanted to do and i'm at a point right now where i can still kind of like hop around a little bit um so that's kind of what me and the people I was working with um wanted to do to where it all was still different but not too different it was like whoa what are you doing type thing <laughs> yeah I mean do you, do you find that you know with different genres you know I, I I talk to a few artists that have different genres and you can really cross over to a new audience if you if you you know have the right song so you know is, is that Kind of did that kind of come in, into the conversation when you're when you're writing the music that you could cross over to a different audience? Yeah, yeah, that was the biggest thing, just because um, you know, also Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri is really big on the rap, and I'm more of like a singer. I can rap, I can freestyle, <laughs> but I'm just I probably sing, so I definitely was trying to reach places that weren't by me since I'm in the Midwest. So that was also definitely a goal was to like get a vibe of what each area was feeling at the time. And then, you know, talk about being in Kansas City because, you know, the Midwest like that, I mean, do you find that you can put your footprint there as opposed to, you know, somewhere like New York or L.A. or, or Miami where, I mean, the music scene is, is so big, it's saturated. And so you're in a, in a Midwest environment. Do you find that that's, uh, it kind of leads to yourself to, I mean, to a more, 
I mean, not not a smaller audience per se, but you know that you have maybe fewer artists that you can put your footprint in in, in the Midwest. Yeah, um, I do think not that I'm like crazy known, but I definitely go places and they'll be like, "Hey, like you're a singer, like hey." you're Deja, because I, I change my hair a lot, so people kind of like, <laughs> you know, don't recognize me, but I think that's why I am trying to branch out, and like I said, like, I plan on moving to California in May, just because it's such, I mean, I love it there anyway, regardless if I didn't do music, but it was so easy for me to, like, network and meet new people and learn and kind of get more growth into my music, so um, I'm sure I could reach further out here, but I definitely feel like around my area, I have reached the people that are interested in my type of music, that it's time for me to kind of like spread out of here. Yeah. And then speaking of California, you know, Sienna, being out in Los Angeles, um, you know, you also have a great blend of many genres that lead to your amazing sound, but, you know, reggaeton, pop, and I even hear some dance vibes in your in your music. So talk about your sound uh, and your inspiration and how that, how that uh, you know, um, how that sells over in, in Los Angeles. So funny thing, when I first moved out here, I did not move out here for music at all. I was not pursuing music in any way. I've been writing songs, like I said, since I was very young, but um, I came out here to actually work in production, like editing. Um, I work for like digital media and um, being in this like environment, I got, I was like, Oh, you know what? Maybe I should like, you know, write my songs. I was a little heartbroken. I was like, I'm gonna write a song. <laughs> um, and it actually started in English. I did not, I had never written a Spanish song ever. But a friend of mine reached out to me and he was starting to produce. Like he was uh, back in Miami though, not in LA. Sure. And um, we were working on a song and it was in English. And I was on his Instagram stories and he had like a random like 10 second beat that he'd never finished. It was, um, and it was a Spanish, like very Latin. So I was like, hey, you have this beat? Can you send it to me? <laughs> um, and he was like, I haven't, I haven't even finished it. But he ended up sending it to me and I wrote this Spanish song out of nowhere. And um, that's kind of how I started writing Spanish at all. Like I am Latina, but I had never really like deep dived into my Spanish music until I wrote one song myself. And um, from there, it kind of just like, kind of like a domino effect. I just kept writing in Spanish and Spanish. And now it's like my favorite music to write because it's just like, almost like my alter ego. Well, I mean, you know, Spanish music, you know, I, I, my wife is uh, Honduran, so we listen to a lot of Spanish music in my house, but it's very passionate. And so when you write, you know, write the, the songs, I mean, they just seem to be very, um, very passionate words and, and, you know, much more so, I think, than the English language. So does that kind of go into your songwriting as well? And, and also, um, I want you to talk about being so young, like how old were you when you started writing? Because this fascinated me when I read your bio. So tell everybody how old you were when you started writing. So I wrote my first song when I was seven years old and um, it actually happened. I was visiting Nicaragua. My mom's Nicaraguan. Um, so we were visiting for the holidays and I had a cousin who she was older than me, but she liked to sing. And I 
seven-year-old me was like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. She's singing. Um, and she gave me this little notebook. I, my mom still has it back in Miami. And um, she goes, why don't you try writing yourself? You can be an artist too. You just, you know, write yourself. And I was like, okay. So I ended up writing, um, it was a bilingual song, actually. So I guess Contigo wasn't my first Spanish song. But um, I wrote a song about riding horses because I was in Nicaragua. So I was like, I'm going to write some horses. And um, I'm wearing lip gloss. <laughs> that was my first song. I I was telling people they got to respect me because I know how to write a horse. That's awesome. <laughs> We're going to talk about Contigo in a little bit because I want you to talk about that as well. And But, you know, Deja, reading your bio too, you know, you have a lot of different musical likes from Etta James to Demi Lovato to even musical theater. It's such a wide range. Uh, you know, does this variety kind of help you uh, so you're not getting cornered into a certain, you know, uh, genre of music? And does that help you uh, kind of keep your mind open to different avenues? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, um, when I was younger, I loved singing, like, all the time. You would just catch me singing. And, you know, going to my grandparents' house and, like, listening to their old school music and, like, Chuck Willis. And then I know I listened to a lot of Hannah Montana and Cheater Girls. Like, oh, my gosh. So I definitely was all over the place. I loved musicals. Me and my mom watched Mamma Mia, Hairspray, Grease was her favorite musical. So I guess I was kind of just all over the place. Like, I was like, yeah, I like this oh, I like this. And then, you know, just listening to artists that like aren't that known to like, I love, like, I love Ariana Grande. Everyone loves Ariana Grande, but I just love her. So like, you know, <laughs> she's a big inspiration. Kiana Lede, like, yeah. So it kind of helps me like kind of catch a vibe of a song or sometimes like if they release something new, like, you know, I like the style or something. It kind of just helps spark something in my mind. And I'm like, ooh, you know, I'll be in my car. I'll think of a lyric and I'll go in there and I'll like, you know, put the, put the flow down. And, um, it definitely, yeah, just helps me piece together like different ideas and concepts I want or a group of songs that fit in this category. And then I have a group of songs that are in this. So I'm still not so all over the place, but I did definitely grow up listening to a lot of different things. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know, talk about the, um, the musical theater influence, cause you, you actually did theater and you acted, uh, in some musicals. So did you find that to be helpful in your, you know, stage presence and getting in front of the audience and being confident? Yeah, so I actually, um, I did theater in middle school and I like never got a speaking role. Like I was just the role that was in the background and I was always like scared to really like act. Um, so, and I did like, out here we have like Olathe's Got Talent. I did like American Idol and just those different things. And, um, you know, I used to go to church camp. They'd have like this American Idol thing. And it took me like two years to even get picked. And um, it wasn't until my freshman year of high school, they were doing hairspray. And I also played sports. I played basketball for like eight years. So I had to choose, you know, basketball was the same time as the musical. So it was either you do theater or you play sports. So I did the musical and um, I was like the only freshman that made it and I got a call back for all the lead roles. Um, but you know, also with me being a freshman too, I obviously, you know, so I got, uh, I got like a supporting lead and I loved it. Like I, I wanted to be in it so bad. I was like, he's gonna pick me. Like I was belting. I learned the dance in five minutes because I had 
difficulty with the school and going to the doctor for my asthma and stuff for cheerleading. Long story. Anyway, I came back and yeah, there was five minutes to learn, to learn the dance. So I learned it in five minutes. There was two groups before me before auditions ended and I did it and I got the show and I was like, yeah, this is like what I want to do forever. Like I love being on stage and singing and acting. It's just so much fun. Like, you know, acting, you're a whole different person. Um, so it didn't really scare me because I'm like, okay, people aren't looking at Deja. They're looking at my character. Right. So yeah, it definitely did spark something in me. I was like forever grateful for Mr. Hastings out of like the South <laughs> for giving me a chance and being like, yeah, this girl is like, she got something. So it definitely helped me gain confidence. Yes, that's great. You know, and Sienna, you know, talk about, we talked about Contigo, Contigo a little bit uh, earlier. And there's been a lot of uh, praise and, and uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, pe- people that, that took notice to that song. So tell me about that song a little more, like uh, the writing of it and, you know, getting into that. What Like, where did that song come about? And talk about the, you know, some of the stuff that it's been seen on or heard on, I should say. So the song came about from actually, I was, it was the first time I had been single in like, it, like five years. And I was starting to date around. Like, it was like my first time, you know, meeting, like going on dates and really like experiencing like dating life, especially in another state. I was like away from home. And I wrote this song about like, I was starting to like someone, but I didn't want anything serious with them. It was just like, it's okay for us to like be together, but not, not have to like lead anywhere else than that. Cause I wasn't ready for that. So I ended up writing that about all these <laughs> about my dating life. I had so much anxiety like the day it went up I was like oh my god like I'm so nervous like nobody's gonna listen to it like why am I putting why am I doing this I also did um musical theater and choir growing up and um I was never like picked for like to be in the front so I just thought I wasn't good so I was like I was like I don't know why I'm doing this but whatever it's happening um and it ended up like people loving it um and this uh it's like this youtube channel called dance on they work mm-hmm. with um they work with like dancing with the stars or something like that um but it's owned by madonna oh wow and yeah and so they had a youtube channel and i have was sending my song to like different dancers and i sent it to dance on not knowing went over my head i did not know who they were um and they were the ones that actually responded and they were like, Oh my God, we love it. Can we do a dance to it? We, we'll connect it to our choreographers. Wow, and I was like, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were like the first ones um, to like, it was like a really, it, you can look it up. It's um, 
it's like a really cool video um i that was like a dream of mine somebody to dance to a song that i made like that was like i hadn't would have never thought that would have happened and it happened with my first one well you and, never you never know i mean to me that's amazing you know that's a great story for indie artists out there that that are maybe just getting going and and you know i think sometimes uh, things hold people back for whatever reason you know people don't pursue their dream because they thought, you know, I'm just one of millions of people who have the same dream. I'm never going to make it. Right. So unless you put yourself out there, you're never going to know. So, you know, the fact that you had like a first song, and I don't know if you guys ever heard the song, you guys are kind of young, but you may have heard this play that funky music, white boy. If you heard a song that played at all the weddings, they played whatever. Well, we just interviewed uh, the guitar player that played that lick at the beginning of wild cherry, uh, you know, the, the group wild cherry. But he told me that they were they just formed the group and like a month later they were performing and they recorded that and it became a hit. So they were only together for like a short time before that became a hit. So you just never know. And then he had a great career with Molly Hatchet and Fog Hat and the others. But you know, so again, that's I think it's a great inspiration. You guys are both great inspiration for for our indie artists out there. Um, people that that think you know, well, I'm just one of whatever. But you guys are doing it. You're actually. And that's kudos to both of you for doing that because it's, uh, I think a lot of people are held back. And I always try to wonder how many talented people, how many Whitney Houston's are out there that never, like, you know, realized their dream, never went out there. So, uh, so I'm glad that, you know, you guys are both doing that. Speaking of you both, uh, Sienna, how, how did you uh, collaborate with, uh, with Deja on, on uh, your new single, Veneno, which we're going to show here uh, tonight? But talk about that collaboration and how, how did that happen? Well, I have to give, I have to give this one to Deja because okay. she was she was the one that reached out first. <laughs> I don't, no, I, don't, about I, don't it. I um man, I, who I think we had like a mutual there was a time where well one, okay, so I've been trying to learn Spanish, like I'm really not the best at it. I don't know why it's so hard for me to learn, <laughs> but I was just going through like artists and hashtags on Instagram and I was like man you know what I just want to like find some dope artists that like aren't from here you know so I followed her and I listened to her stuff and I'm like this is so good and I was like hey you know I messaged her and I'm like hey like I'm from Kansas City like I love your music I really have wanted to do like a crossover song with English and Spanish would you be down to like collaborate sometime and she's like oh yeah this was all the way back in January wow. so I was like okay great so um I told her, I was like, my videographer, he shoots with me everywhere. Like, he will travel with me everywhere. And I love going to California, obviously. So I was like, hey, you know what? When we do this song, like, I'm going to go out to Cali. This was in, like, I think we planned for March or April. And I'm like, my video, my videographer can shoot the video. It's going to be great. And, um, you know, we just made sure, like, she had studio access. I had studio access. And we were sending it back and forth. And we had a FaceTime call. And I was so nervous because I wrote my verse, you know, like, it's in English. I'm confident. And. She's like, okay, like, I'm going to teach you the Spanish part. And I was like, okay, banana, banana. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, maybe not so much with the art. I was like, entero. Like, yeah, we ended up doing it and, and we sent it back and forth. And then um, when we, when I went out there to shoot the video in October, we touched up a few things, but it definitely, the COVID definitely delayed us. Cause right when I was planning to go out there is when they shut everything down. Yeah. So we're like, man, you know, and it's cool. It just gives us more time. And, you know, we ended up just, just waiting longer. And I think it, it worked out. Unfortunately, my videographer for this one, um, 
with all the hurricanes and stuff, he works for like a power company. Mm-hmm. And so he had to go out there and help them with that. So then you have to, I think what was it, like two weeks before I was supposed to come out there, he notified us that he yeah. couldn't make it. And I was like, I told you I always had bad luck with my videos. Like, <laughs> what are we going to do? And then I was freaking out like, oh my God. And she's like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. So it was, it, my friend was able. Yeah. So that's kind of how Instagram, it started from, from Instagram. Yeah. I just was looking up some dope people and then I found her. The power of Instagram. So, Sienna, talk about the song itself and uh, what's the feeling of the song? The song is to make you feel, is, to, is supposed to make you feel like a bad bee. That's kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> it was inspired, honestly, because like when, when uh, Deja and I started talking, um, I was like, okay, what's the song or like what vibe do we match? Because we had different, we kind of have different styles of music. So I was like, sure. we're in the middle. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like both of us, in a way like we're promoting like you know self-confidence and like going for it so i was like okay well this this is like we'll make this one like a power like a power song like we're we're bad (laughs) you know like don't mess with us that's good that's good inspired the song um and i think it worked out like we when when she came over to to shoot the video like me and her click like if we knew each other like Mm-hmm. years and years like it felt like not the first time meeting yeah. and i and i think the song really helped us just like connect and uh-huh. it, it's been a good experience for sure meeting her and getting to do yeah. this with her it's so funny she sent it over to me and i was like um what are you saying she's like basically like just write about like being a bad bee like you know you got girl. <laughs> i was like okay i'm <laughs> <laughs> <Man. laughs> right, okay all right <laughs>
Um, you know, the other thing I wanted to talk to you both about, because you mentioned Instagram and the power of social media. And on my show, we always talk about the business, the music. So, you know, talk about social media, because I know you guys are, are younger, but like when I was doing music videos, there was no Instagram, there was no Facebook, there was nothing like that. So everything had to go through TV outlets, you know, like MTV, VH1, BET. Otherwise, nobody saw your music videos. So the, you know, now that YouTube and and Instagram and all the others that that show videos, um, you know, are out there, you know, it, it's uh, it, there's so many people that are doing music, obviously, and putting their videos out. So how do you guys kind of set yourselves apart? from the others and what do you do differently i guess to kind of gain your audience so deja let's start with you um i think kind of like what you're talking about my videos i try to have such like dope quality videos because anyone can like say yeah i'm gonna shoot a music video and it's on an iphone and you know like it's just them like blasting guns and stuff you know (laughs) so i wanted it to be something very different and like eye-catching it definitely is hard because, you know, I think when you go to Instagram and Facebook and YouTube with social media now, you really can see like how many people are striving to do the same thing. And you're sitting here like, oh my God, or like, oh, they did that. And like, this person wants to sing too. You know what I mean? Like you just start to fill your head like, oh my God, there's so many people. Like, am I going to get chosen? Will this ever be seen? But you kind of just have to keep, you know, pushing forward and things kind of fall into place. And I don't know about Sienna, but I know for me, especially being a woman, like it is very true with sex sales. And I, you know, I think the most revealing thing I did was probably the bathtub scene and throwback. (laughs) And, um, you know, I still had like a bandeau and everything on, but it's still to me, I was like, Ooh, like I'm being very sexy right now. So I'm still trying to like, you know, I like being a little flirty and stuff, but I still, I want like kids and other people to know that like, you don't have to be half naked in your videos and, you know, showing your butt on your picture and stuff to gain the audience. It may take slower time, especially for me, it takes a little more time to build followers up because, you know, if I do a show, um, just like I did the the live performance for the Appleberry um, apparel launch party, um, I had like the dancers and everything. It wasn't me up there like, Ooh, like, you know, just on myself so it definitely is hard for me because you know with Instagram you you see all that and everyone you know your post those kind of things so I think that's my biggest thing with the social media and, and trying to be different is still like putting enough in there but not too much to where I'm just doing it so people will notice me yeah I don't know if that really answers your question but no that it is it's that's definitely well said and Sienna how about you I mean what what are your thoughts on the social media thing and, and setting yourself apart and doing I guess, marketing yourself uh, in a different way so people take notice to you? So my background actually comes from, ad, like I, my background is advertising. So I came in kind of having like a good idea of like how to work social media, like how to use it to my advantage. Um, and when I started working, I worked for Viacom's digital media um, channels, um, Awesomeness TV. And I was working with a Latin audience. We'll still work with them. But um, I was, when, when I started working with them, I was like, okay, well, with my music, I can reach these kids. They're, it's a younger audience, but, you know, Gen Z is where, that's where you want your fans to be. You want them to be Gen Z because they're the ones on, on the phones all, all day long streaming your music and TikToking. At the time, there wasn't TikTok, but, you know, now they are. And um, 
So for me, I was like, okay, well, I, I want to collaborate. That's like how I will um, connect with people, the more collaborations I do. So um, I did a lot of like, okay, I'll edit this for you. I'll graphic design this for you. And then just use my music on in your video or use my, um, like throw it in there. So that's kind of how I've been using social media. It is still hard because I feel like I've been on a lot of channels. Like I've been on a lot of channels with millions of followers and whatever. And yeah, I gained like a few, but it's really, it's still, it's so, like you said, it's very saturated. Like the internet is just so, it's full of singers, full of influencers, full of, it's full of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really hard to get noticed. So a big thing I try to do, you know, just do everything in house. I'm, I'm lucky that I've learned like, you know, how to edit, how to design, how to do all this stuff and be able to do it myself. And I try to like promote, you know, like being independent and, you know, going for it, even if you don't have, you know, the funds to, you know, do fancy things or the funds to like, you know, make a song at a studio, you know, you can do it at your house, you can do it there. And I think that's how I've connected with my audience. Just like everything just being very like thrifty, very at home. Grassroots, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. No, I think, I think Sienna, that's, that's well said as well. You guys both kind of nailed it on the head. And, uh, you know, the other thing I, I suppose that, that could set you apart this is a message that you want to give to your fans because, you know, you're not going to connect with everybody out there, obviously, but, the you know, what message do you want to give to your fans through your music? I mean, how do you want to 30 years down the road, 40 years down the road, you know, um, what do you want your legacy to be and what message did you want to bring across to your fans more than anything Sienna let's start with you for me I want when people listen to my music I want them to feel good and feel confident in themselves I for a really long time you know just didn't believe in like my capacity to be better you know being able to pursue my dreams I almost didn't even do music and now that I am finally you know just doing it scared like I feel like the happiest I've ever been and it's like so worth it and I just think like you know whatever your situation is like you can do it you know there's always a way if if you really want something there's always a way always that's just yeah. how I see it there's always a way so I mean some people record stuff on their phones and make a hit and it goes viral and now they're famous and now they have the money to do things the right way. So don't give up, go for it. That will be what I hope my legacy is, you know, just, you know, pushing people, making them more confident. That's a great message. And thank you for that. And Deja, how about yourself? What, What is your message that you want to give to your fans? Again, 40 down years down the road when you've had several hits and, you know, decades into your career, I mean, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, I really want to just bring back lyrical songs that have like real meanings. I mean, it's not bad with like the party music and everything. Like with Days of You, I did that because I wanted that to be like, oh, like, you know, little party songs and she's doing this. But with the music that I have coming out now, like I have so many songs, like I want them to feel the emotions in the stories. And I'm like crying. Like, um, you know, a lot of people listen, like, if you want to listen to an artist or a mood, you, like, change the artist. And I want people to 
hear my music and be like, oh, you know what? She had a time where she went through this. So like I'm relating to like, let me scroll through that. I want to bring back more powerful, like singing, like deep singing. Um, so that's really my goal, which it's hard because, you know, upbeat music people love to listen to. And I love making, but I also want to put in them serious moments where people are like, wow, like there's something I listen to that like is helping me through this. And just to know, like I've been everywhere and I feel the same thing as them. And, you know, it's just nice to know, like everyone's not perfect. You all have your different things. And, you know, there's a lot of things that artists release in songs that people don't know about or family doesn't even know about for years. And then they release that song and let it go. And they're like, man. So I guess that's really my goal is I just, I really want to bring back like that heartfelt, good old Belton singing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironic because like you said, yeah, my stuff is very pop, hip hop infused. But um, now that I know kind of the direction I want to go in and incorporate it in there, that's like, that's my goal. That's my biggest goal. Well, you guys are both a refreshing, refreshing change to what uh, many artists are. I think, um, you know, it's nice to, to talk to people that are grounded like you guys. And, uh, you know, I think that's one of the reasons I started this podcast and this platform was to try to, from my years in the music business, try to, to um, you know, I guess, even though I was doing music videos, you know, I think the, the fact that, you know, artists are grounded sometimes but sometimes they're not and i kind of saw both ends in the music business but the fact that you guys are grounded and you know and in, in your you know i mean your music is amazing and it speaks to itself but but this is the fact that you guys are are professional and you guys are you know treating this the right way um i think you guys are gonna have long long careers and i can't wait to uh to see where they go and um also whatever i can do um on my show to push anything that you guys have uh, I'm more than more than happy to do so. Um, so um, thank you both for being on my show tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You both have a good night. Stay safe. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Yeah. Thank you. You too.